Kirby, here we are. It's Tuesday night, a little Tuesday night special. That's right. Children Radio Rocks. And we're rocking like mofos tonight with Rough House. Or tease Rough House. However you want to look at it. Uh, I asked the guys a question. What do you want to be called? And you're going to hear the answer in the interview tonight. That's right. I get to sit down and talk to all the boys, all five of them. They're back together, the original five. You got Greg, who's back in the fold. You got Rex, Louie, Dave, and Mike. They're all here. Uh, sit down. I got to tape the interview with them the other night. And we uh, we talked about everything. We talked about a lot of the uh, the old tease days. We talked about the Rough House days, the CBS record days, um, you know, the, the various reunions throughout the years of different lineups. And we talked about 2017. All five of them back together. Future plans, what we can expect, what's going to happen moving forward. So, uh, you know, you're going to have to just sit back, stay tuned, and listen to the interview. And then, in between the interview, you get to listen to a bunch of fucking music, too. You're going to listen to a bunch of... I'm going to start out the first part of the show. I'm going to do a bunch of the uh, old tease tunes. And then we're going to do the interview, and then after the interview, I'm going to play a bunch of Roughhouse songs. So we're going to get the best of all worlds. We talk to the boys, and then after all that said and done, then you got to just wait patiently until Saturday night. Get your ass down to Harris and Chester at the block. The best, and I've said it many times. I think this is the best, uh, the best place to see a show. Amazing setup, especially when you got a band that's like Roughhouse where they need that big stage to run around and play and put on an amazing show like they do, and this is the perfect place to do it. So be there. Saturday night, Harris, The Block, 10 bucks. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. 10 freaking dollars. Best $10 you ever spend, and you're bringing Christmas to yourself early this year at the end of summer, August 26th. So without further ado, are you ready? Come on, let's get pumped. Let's do this. Let's do a little tease. Actually, you know what? Let's do freaking a lot of teas. Party hardy, people.
Alright, welcome back. Children Radio Rocks, Bay Ragney here, and there you go. A bunch of tease tunes off of that <laughs> immortal, legendary, uh, just a true freaking classic album. Uh, tease, that was Going Away. Before that was Midnight Madness. Uh, before that one, a ballad that should have been a huge... Actually, all these tunes, they should have been huge then. And even listening to them now... Just brings back so many memories, and they're still so friggin' good. But uh, the ballad, somewhere, some way. Before that, looking for action. Before that one, we did when the moon is full, and and I just like want to know, like when you listen to that song, do you like maybe if you're sitting in your seat or you're driving and you're listening to it, do you start to do like the robot, like Dave Weekly does when he when that tune comes on? I know I do. I'm pretty sure you do too. And we kicked off the show with Party Hardy. You know, I got like I said, I got so many good memories of them songs um growing up. Uh actually like I learned how to play guitar from that album. Like you know, me and my buddies we used to like play them tunes when we were kids in a, in our friends uh, garage or basement and uh I used to sing along with them and it was just good freaking stuff. So I would love for you to share your tease memories, your roughhouse memories. You know, there's the event page on Facebook. Just pop them in there. Share them with everybody. And make sure you're there this Saturday, the 26th, at the Block in Harris. All right, before I get into the interview, i got to pay my bills. So please be patient. Three minutes is all I ask for. Let me play my commercial break. Stay tuned. On the flip side is the interview with all five, Greg Rex, Dave, Louie, and Mike, so don't go away. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detectives' quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from Holmes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza, $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember... $5 $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? 
Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. All right, welcome back. Tudgery Rocks, three minutes. I told you the bills are paid. It's all done. No more commercials. Just roughhouse and music. That's it. So you ready? Okay, here we go. Sit back, relax, and let's do this. Here's the interview I taped with the boys the other night. I hope you enjoy it. Okay. So, all right, I think we're all here. All right, guys. Well, we're all here. The band's all here. Uh, and uh, I, I guess it was like a Blues Brothers moment because the, the band is back together. The, you know, the, the heart and soul of Rough House, the five guys that everybody in the Philadelphia area and even people around the country grew to know and love. Uh, we got Dave, Louie, we got Mike, we got Greg, and Rex. And that's right, I did say Greg, <laughs> who was the missing piece for uh, 2017, but he's back in the fold, and uh, people are rejoicing, Greg. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, I, I know, like, uh, from talking to Greg online over the years, and also, too, I don't know if you remember... Uh, a buddy of mine was working on, which pisses me off that he never put it out, a documentary, which he interviewed you for, and it was called All Ages Sunday. And I got to sit there and hang out while you guys did the interview. And I learned a lot about not only Greg, but the, the band and all, and how truly much, you know, Rough House meant to Greg over the years. So being back now, Greg, I mean, how, how happy do you, it you is. feel? It's really, it's really an emotional thing. Because, like, I... We started the band, you know what I mean, and like put so much time and energy into it, and so much of my life went into this. That really, uh, you know, that's why I was kind of reluctant to uh, come back. So, but you know what, life is short, so that's right. You know, Got to live it up while you're alive. Now, now, how did yeah. uh, like the the whole situation happen where you finally got to? come back i mean was there talks all along or how did how did the uh the, the meeting uh, of, uh, I, I don't i don't know on the band's end but on my end rex was calling me all the time and uh every time i go out and see louis cover band he'd, he'd be putting a word in my ear and all that so I, I thought you know you know I, originally mike had asked me and i, I declined and then uh yeah you know, rex got kept being a pain in my ass and <laughs> and 
<laughs> uh, no, honestly, in the beginning it was a pain in my ass, but, you know, he actually uh, started making sense, you know, and I thought, yeah, got a good point here. And then I'd see Louie and, you know, Louie and I, it's all, you know, hugs and kisses, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it's totally Louie. <laughs> at any point, like, uh, before the, or maybe, like, help deciding you to say yes to, to get back with the band, um, did you see, like, other bands in the area doing the same thing? Like, you know, here's, uh, you know, four guys from the original band or five guys, and, you know, they're still doing, you know, shows here and there sporadically through the area or even getting bigger offers. Did you just kind of feel like, like, shit, like, we can do that too. I, I, you know, I, I didn't look at it that way. I just looked like, I looked at, like, I can really contribute something to it. Like, you know, I love to sing. I, I, so I like to give the high homies in there and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm I'm pretty deadly with the guitar, so um, you know I'm kind of dangerous. So I like to throw the guitar around stuff like that. And Louis always says to me, "You got to make sure you control yourself." <laughs> <laughs> but but that's just how I am, man. Like when the music's kicking, my adrenaline kicks in, and I go a little crazy. And, 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 and I even I heard Dave last time. And I felt really bad about that. Like. We we did a remember that day we did a gig where I spun the guitar and I hit you in the hand and you ended up in the hospital after that to check your hand yeah. and it was swall, swelling up and I went to the hospital to visit them and shit like that I felt really bad about it, you know but I, I get I get a little out of control you know I have broken guitars and and I messed up guitars from it too but it's just my it's my style it's my nature it's how I am. Did you guys have a lot of moments like that over the years with the with the spinning guitars where you've hit each other or you know or banging each other on stage and get hurt? I, um, yes. Yeah, yes. we did, but it actually got it was even more interesting. When we had guitar chords. It was hard. Oh, yeah. Because you actually had a trail behind you. <laughs> well, my my worst memory was down in Ambler when I. Well, I did the headstock on my favorite guitar, my my Warlock, which I'm playing at the show. And I spun around and I hit Dave's the headstock of his bass just perfectly, and it snapped my headstock right right off. Holy and it was just so heartbreaking. It was like I, f- I finally found somebody to fix it, and I had to put like a whole new neck on or something, glued it. Or, it's horrible, but yeah, there's a lot of guitar accidents we've had over the years. Yeah, when I try and twirl my sticks or spin my sticks, you know, I got to be careful not hitting anybody too. <laughs> a couple of sticks before. <laughs> no guitars flying guys. back at you back there, Mike. <laughs> not, not yet. Uh, I'm pretty good. At, I'm pretty good. I can pinpoint them if I have to. <laughs> I got their backs. They got to remember I'm behind them. You know what I mean? So be good. You need good peripheral yeah. vision. You got it. Yeah, it's so bad. gets hurt, though. You know, what I mean, you're not, you're not trying to hurt somebody. You want to make it a party and give 150 percent. Not, you're not really into trying to draw blood, but sometimes it happens. Well, Louis's the one who actually he's most at risk because he's rolling around the stage and they're spinning. You never know when someone's going to spin the guitar. He's he's got to have the best. Uh, <laughs> I've got, I've you know, plenty of times in the past. <laughs> Mostly the head, the face. Well, hey, Louie, how, how many have you ever had it where you spun the mic and the mic flew off the cord? And because and, I think it was it was it national or maybe at Whiskey Tango, you were like, whoa, 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 I need tape, I need tape. 
uh, we were at Whiskey Tango, and I told them that I do needed my type, my mic to be taped upright in order for me to, you know, to work it like how I like working it. And uh, I knew that if I was going to spin that mic, it was going to go off to the crowd. That's already happened to me <laughs> twice. Uh, once at the nook where I spun it, and it flew all the way into the middle of the crowd. And I was lucky because the, the person returned it to our sound man, and it came back. <laughs> you know, back in the day we used flash pods. Back in the day we used flash pods, and one time Louis got blown up right in the face, and they had to take him to the hospital. Oh man! We took a lot of risks. We took a lot of risks when we played. You know, to you know, like our, we wanted to make our show. You know, we always have a lot of pride being a live band. Uh, we have like a philosophy we've always had where, you know, we're not just going to stand there and, and, uh, you know, you can just, you can just listen to us play, which is cool. You know, I mean, that's the way some bands are, but that's just, that wasn't really ever our shtick. I mean, we've all been influenced by Kiss and, uh, Thin Lizzy and, you know, bands that, you know, you have something to look at like, holy crow, what are these guys doing next? You know? And so we, we, uh, we we want to give people their money's worth, so we're willing to take risks like that, like Rex hanging upside down, or you know Greg throwing his guitar around. I mean, uh, you know, and and if you do that over the course of you know so many years, you know, there's something's going to happen. You know, so I mean, we used to have uh, fake cabinets, fake um, speaker cabinets, and uh, we'd have flash pods in them, and they would catch on fire, and that would be on purpose. <laughs> and we'd have a roadie come up and, and with a fire extinguisher and put the Joe Senior put the uh put the cabinets out right while we're playing. We never stopped playing, you know. It was part of the act. But, um you know, we and as far as phys- physicality, I mean on stage, you know, we're always moving. There's always it's like five five uh front men up there, you know, I mean, there's always something to look at and and if you if it, it's just the way we it's just the way we do it. Dude, we got to get that clear with the fire marshal for the show coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do is we won't tell him. We'll just pretend it's an accident and then have Joe Sr. run up with the fire extinguisher. Uh, you can, uh, the casino would clear out. And light up Joe Sr. too. Yeah. Yeah, we we had to get our... Uh, we had to get some some of our special effects equipment approved before we actually can bring it in there. So that's what we're waiting <laughs> on approval. Now, I mean, the stage show, which is a huge part of, of the band, like, when, when you guys were in your early days as a cover band, was it still like that as well, or did it, like, truly come into fruition as, you know, Tease became that original band? It, it was like that. I mean, it wasn't as, I would say, you know, the, the type of music we were playing as a cover band, you know, wasn't as appealing to all of it wasn't as appealing. I mean, we did a lot of Priest and stuff like that, but at the same time, you know, we had to play Loverboy and, you know, some stuff that we didn't really, really it really wasn't us. They, they they actually told us everything you play sounds like Judas Priest. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, we, we had a show then, too, and, it, you know, there were certain things we did and, and we kept over the years. I mean, when I first got in the band, you know, Louie and Greg kicked at a certain point I started kicking at that point just by doing it. Next thing you know, that was in there forever. And then, you know, uh, 
when the Stovers came in, that's when the show really exploded. We started to do a lot more, and um, we continued that through to today. Wow. Can I ask you a question? We were when did you start spinning the guitars? We, um, we spun the guitars, um, uh, uh, I would say, like 1980, probably. Wow. And who sta- who started and how did you learn it? There was actually a band in South Jersey called Chumby. Mm-hmm. Guitar player's name was MK. Greg, it wasn't and the kids? No. Really? Was, yeah, you, you didn't know this, did you? Okay, anyway. No, because I used to go <laughs> see the kids in 77, 78, and they were doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I got news for you. Dead, dead, love, love the Dead End Kids, but they got it from Chumby. And Dead and Kids will tell you that too. Really? So MK, yeah, MK. His band was called Chumby, and Chumby. MK used to take a Stratocaster and throw it around. And he, he, besides throwing it around his body, he'd throw it around his arms and stuff like that, and do crazy stuff with it. And wow. that was Chumby's doing out the Strat. And then when the Dead and Kids came out, they came out what seventy seven, seventy eight. They came out maybe, and they were doing it with Les Pauls. They were synchronized. They were they were doing it synchronized. And they, yeah, well, Chumby was only one guitar player. Uh, okay. A couple of years a couple of years later, MK, MK was um, taking a, a Strat and throwing it like twenty feet up in the air and blowing it up. And uh, Chum, Chumby was real big in South Jersey, and then they um, they moved to San Francisco. And I never heard much about them anymore. But I heard they used to play with like Yesterday Today, which became YAT. Huh. And they were like big in San Francisco for a while. And they they actually were like, living together, like like a commune type of thing. And but they never uh, never got big. But, well, but they were the first band to throw the guitar, guitars around. And the lead singer would dive, would do a backward flip, and the drummer would do a forward flip, and they'd switch positions. And one guy starts singing, the other guy starts playing drums. They would do uh, like crazy. Louis, stuff don't like expect that, that buddy. <laughs> 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 it, 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 I guess it's really amazing because you don't expect to hear stuff like that. Like um, when that was Chumby, an original band or cover band when they were here in Jersey, or they were cover, they were cover band, but they also did originals. And they went I mean, to San Francisco like, to make it big. Hearing all about these cover bands, you don't expect to hear like uh, you know all these roots and all the stuff coming from cover bands and even yourselves, you, you know, it's not, you wouldn't expect to hear that. You would think like, yeah, we, yeah, we were an original band and we, and we just started as an original band and, and we started doing this and we learned this from here. But, uh, you know, it, it really gives nods to the, the cover band world. And, well, especially you know what, Bay though, you had to start, I mean, I'm sure there's bands out there that just bang started original and bang, they made it. But I mean, back in the day, that's how it was. You know, you had to, I mean, like what Greg's talking about, back in those years, the 70s, you know, when, when there was clubs and all those bands out there, like down in Wildwood, you know, your monies, your, your everybody, your witnesses, that ain't kids, Cobra, you had to start out doing covers just to get into the clubs. And then every once in a while, you know, you throw in maybe an original here and an original there, but the club owners didn't want original, not, you know, not on the East Coast, West Coast might have been a little different, but East Coast, you had to play covers. You know, you had to get your foot in the cl- into the into the bars and the clubs, and that's really the only way you did it. 
you were a cover band, and then you brought in your originals and worked your originals into the set. Yeah, Mike, Mike's right. When we first started, we, we just wanted to, like, play out, you know what I mean? And to play out, you had to do covers. So yeah. we play out, like, we get our own gigs, and we play parties and stuff like that, but then we were, th- thankfully, we hooked up with a booking agent who, who booked us full-time, you know, and, and we just became a good cover band that, that, that drew a good following, following us around playing our covers. Then we started sneaking our originals in. And and then we started, uh, then we made a uh, 45, and then we made a record, and we started doing more originals. Then all of a sudden, it got to the point where they liked our originals to the point they they can't see the originals. So we started, like, canceling shows. I remember we were supposed to play with Kicks, and we were supposed to play a, a bar gig that night, and we just told the booking agent, listen, we're playing with Kicks. Sorry. <laughs> and and they, they, they kind of accepted it. They weren't happy about it. You know, I'm sure we were on the blacklist, but I mean, that's, that's how it kind of like started, you know. You, you, you go through phases. You want to play out first. You do anything you can to play out, and then you do the covers. You become a good cover band. Then you start doing your originals, and then you take off after that, you know. Hey, it worked for Steel Panther. <laughs> right? We, there uh, you go. We, we were with them for for three years. Oh, go ahead, Louie. What's that? You know, oh, I thought you were going to say something. No, you know, no, another, no. Band that, another band that started out as a cover band is Slayer, believe it or not. Slayer was a cover band. Well, so was Poison. Really? I mean, I think, I, I mean, I really, I mean, look at Van Halen. So were they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were doing James Brown and, you know, You Really Got Me back in the day. You know, they didn't just do You Really Got Me for the first album. They were doing that back in their club days, mm-hmm. right? You know, so you, like Greg said, like we said, you know, you had to start to get your. You wanted to get. You wanted to get the name of the band out there, and that's really the biggest thing. So that's why, you know, like like Greg said, you had to step up that ladder. You get out there, you get the name out there, you do your covers, you do what you got to do. You throw in a couple originals. You know, you want to get people to like it, and then all of a sudden, people are going, "Oh, those originals are really cool." And then you turn the whole show around. Because then back what? What do you guys think? Like back uh, back in the mid-'80s, all the clubs around here, or all the Jersey clubs, they turned to originals. They weren't, they weren't hiring cover bands. You know, with that, and that's when that's when all the all the original bands started coming out. You know, your your Cinderellas, your you know, just all them bands back in the back in the it, early to mid '80s. Weren't they a cover band, Cinderella? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, they were they were they were a cover band, but then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, the clubs weren't hiring cover bands. You know, right. the Empire okay. wasn't doing cover bands; they were doing all keep, originals. Mostly. Keep, keep in mind, though, that the drinking age in New Jersey changed. You have to keep that oh, in yeah. mind. They were 18, and then like around 1988 or 81, 82, around there, it changed to 21. Yeah, it went back but to right 21. There, they lost a lot of clientele. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I was that, 18 that when I graduated, helped. which was 79, so within that, those couple that of actually, years. That, that helped the original scene, though. I think that club owners weren't getting the, the, all the people to come out to see the cover bands anymore because the age went up. And so they started looking at original bands, and original bands started bringing people in, too, you know? Oh, coming out, original bands were coming out of the woodwork. Even when and, we, But then you had the scene. You had the South Jersey scene. You had, like, Bonnie's, Galaxy. Right. Do you guys remember the first time you guys played an original song? 
Yes. Were you terrified? Um, wow. Curious. Not, not How terrified, long ago was that, curious. guys? That was before. That was before Dave was in the band. Is me, Louie, and uh, uh, a bunch of other guys. At least a hundred years ago. <laughs> but it, it was. But the thing was, it was a curiosity thing. It was, and the first song was Party Hardy, and we were just trying to see, you know, if it would go over or not. You know what I mean? So, so you play that Party Hardy for the first time. Does it go over? Does it go over like Gangbusters? No, it doesn't go over like Gangbusters. <laughs> People are kind of like, hmm, who, who, who did that? What's who, who's that? Like. People are kind of curious. You know what I mean? Because it's the first time I ever heard it. Yeah, I mean, how many songs have you heard? Hit songs have you heard? Like the very, very first time you heard it, you were like blown away. You have to hear it a few times, and then it kicks in. You know what I mean? How? Uh, even when, oh God, I'm sorry. No, uh, go ahead, Dave. Even when we broke away, it was uh, we were with um, we had an agent as a cover band. I mean, we were. You know, I got in a band at 80, and it was, um, you know, it was 98% cover music. You know, we played a couple originals, but uh, then we, you know, we signed up with an agent, and then for the next three years, we played full-time covers. And they kept renewing our contract at the end of every year. They had a three-year option. You know, they had a one-year option after every every time the contract expired. So we get a letter saying we decided to extend our agreement, you know. So, um, you know, which was good. I mean, we cut our teeth there. We learned a lot about each other, and we, you know, but we were playing covers. And then the day came when, you know, we had a full set of original music. And um, we decided, you know, now that our contract was up, we decided that we, we decided that we wanted to, to play original music, you know, after whatever happened to make that happen and so we booked a show at the Forest Lodge Theater. I'll never forget this. It was in December of nineteen eighty four maybe. And um I was so worried. You know, I didn't think anybody was gonna come and you know, um you know, we were play we planned on playing a set of originals and a set of covers. And uh I think we had like we so we had the whole place full, and um, that's where I, I thought to myself, you know, you know, we have to, we have to, you know, keep going in this direction. So it was a big risk back then to play all original music in our in our market. Sure. Is that when you guys had the image with the rags when you were doing no. that? My next question. No, it was right yeah, before, before that. It was right before that. It was it was starting to morph into that, but I mean, it was. It was a year or so before that so you that did we a did this set of originals without yeah. your old image. Huh. We, right, we we developed right. the following though. We developed the following playing covers first, and then and yeah. then we incorporated our originals, and the originals took off. So the cover people would come out, and then we'd catch all these other people too. So we had a good following before we before we went out there playing original music. Like nowadays, man, you get a band that writes a set of originals and they'll go play as a seventh band in a lineup, you know? Right. And uh I'm glad that I'm glad that we didn't have to do that. Now how about you at uh which I didn't even realize, you guys released an uh, an actual forty five first, which I guess was party hard. Yeah. Yeah. Got going yeah. away on that B side. Oh wow. 
Now, is that how, like, things led to you guys being, like, on... Because weren't you guys on a couple compilation albums, too, like, throughout the country or something? Monsters yeah. of Rock was one of them. We were on we we a compilation of Hip Parader, Iron Tyrants. Iron and, Tyrants. 2-1-0-2-something um, yeah. in Allentown. We were on that compilation. Oh, it was a ZZO compilation, I think it was. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yep. So when things like that start happening, you, I mean, you guys are probably like, okay, we're we're on to something now. Yeah, that and Kerrang. I mean, Kerrang was huge for us. That when that when that all started, we took out Malcolm Jones, Greg and Louie and I, and uh, we were in New York City with Malcolm Dome. He's a he was one of the, the more popular writers for Kerrang magazine. He's a great guy, and we all got along great. We partied all night and. You know, he, he loved our music, so he wrote a lot about us, and it really helped us. Wow. You, know, you know, it's cool, Dave. I just saw an ACDC documentary, and Malcolm Dome's all over that. Really? That was pretty cool, yeah. He was such a nice like, he's guy. He's still doing it. Yeah. We met him one time. I only met him one time, and that one time I met him, he was such a great guy, you know. So, so what's, cool, what's cool about the whole band thing is that, like, like on Facebook, like two years ago, they had a thing on there, top ten albums that, or top ten bands that should have been huge, and it was Hanoi Rocks, it was Us, it was Jet Boy, like it was all these bands that I really liked a lot, and, and we were on that list too, it was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that made me, that was, cool. was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I and there's a couple Rocks, books man. too. And you know, I was just going to say, you know, Bay, there's a couple books, I mean, there was one... Um, I'm looking at it right now, uh, American Hair Metal, um, and it just goes through. It just goes through a lot of those bands back in the day, and uh, yeah, and we ended up. Um, you know, we were one of the bands that they wrote about. And every band got a page and a picture. But it's called American yeah, Hair Metal. Think, it's pretty good. I still think. I, I mean, even even to this day, you know. I mean, you can listen to the music and the songs are good and all that. It's great, you know. And, um, but the people that have seen us live, you know, um, that, that's where we really, we really, um, we really come across and we really, we really can, um, you know, I guess, communicate our music to the audience. Yeah. I mean, that was the, and I've told the story a million times, like, um, when I first saw you guys, I mean, I, I remember hearing you guys like every Saturday night, I would have to rush home to listen to the metal shop, you know, to hear, you know, party hardy or whatever, uh, you know, the King of dirt would be playing. But when you guys, uh, you played that, uh, show at second and chestnut with keel and me and my buddies took, uh, took the buses down the, the second and chestnut and spent the day down there with you know, thousands of other people and saw you guys. We, we still to this day, I mean, 30 something years later, we still talk about tease. I mean, it's like, Oh yeah, keel was there. And, there was, there was, I even remember there was a band called Separate Checks, like a pop girl band. <laughs> that was one of the openers. Like, but, you know, Tease left that impression that just to this day still is imprinted in my brain that I'll, I'll never forget. I'll never forget how hot it was, and we had a small red band to change. No windows. And it, was, it was steaming hot. Oh, I remember we that red New band. York, didn't we? We played up in New York when we came to New York. Atlantic Records was there looking at us. People and, were rocking uh, the van. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. 
that was a chance for Atlantic Records to pick us up, and uh, something happened, but we didn't get it. <laughs> What's funny about that is Jason Flom from Atlantic Records called me um, a couple years later to talk to me about the band. And, and by that time, um, Columbia was, like, involved. Yeah, how about... He, uh, Jason Flom ended up doing uh, White Lion. Okay. I thought I, that name sounded familiar. But, but the, uh, the the first Tease album... Um, I don't know if people know this or not, or maybe I might even remember it wrong in my tease history of my brain, but it was on SMC Records, which was your own label. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, was SMC Suck My Cock? (laughs) (laughs) The record companies. (laughs) Who came up with that one? They kept turning us down. So it was like, F you, man. You know what I mean? Like... But, but we, we kept it clean, though, right? Because we yep. knew what it meant. And so it was like an inside joke with the band. But, you know, SMC was just kind of like couldn't have been any, any old company. But between, between us guys, it was like, yeah, you know, I can suck this, you know? Like. <laughs> we used to say it to each other all the time, you know, yelling at each, you know, goofing around. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> wave an uh, expression. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so frustrating, you know? So... We just that was our way of saying, "There you go, man." Greg hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, I mean, party hardy was an expression that a girl used to follow us around. He used to say all the time too. She go, "Party hardy, dude," or something like that. And so that, that's kind of like where I got the idea to do party hardy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Now, and you guys were compared to a lot. I mean, like as the East Coast Motley Crew. So I mean, it had to be really even more frustrating when you're seeing like Motley Crew on the West Coast blowing up. You guys are being compared to them, but yet you're getting turned down by the labels. Yeah, yeah, and especially when uh, we were doing Motley Crue before Motley Crue. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Motley Crue. It's where you are. At that point, it's where you are, you know. I mean, they were right in the center of it. And... The, the first Motley Crue record came out on Green World Records, too, yeah. which, which we end up being on for, the, for, like, the second record, so... Oh wow! Okay, there's, hey, there's remember, a lot of coincidence there. Remember that Kerrang article came out where you had a fan write in. It was Andy Cintron wrote in a letter, um, and he, ex, you know, expressed how awesome the band was and how like they blow away Motley Crue and Twisted Sister, and he like named all these bands and said Tease blows them away on stage, and it was that that vibe when I first saw Tease appearing in. Kerrang! magazine or Rock Scene or some of the other magazines you guys appeared in. I was like, whoa! My favorite local band and, and, and here they are. They're getting national exposure, uh, international exposure. It was like amazing. And and that's that's how it was. It was that magical feeling like you were saying, Bay, like down at, the, at that big show. I didn't see that show, but the shows I've seen in my area, in Allentown, Bethlehem, uh, New Jersey, Hackettstown, at the Nook, when I'd go see them, it was like magical. They'd hit the stage, and it was like, oh, it was just this, this goosebumps, you know? It was like, and then the album garnered that feeling. Like Dave said, you, you got to see the show. But once you see the show, the album reminds you of the show. You know, it's like that right. the energy on that, that first Tease album just the raw energy pumped up and it just like, you know, it, it epitomizes what the show was back at that time. I, I gotta be honest too. I mean, the, the, uh, the way it is now, Bay, um, 
you know, how, you know, with Greg back, I mean, and, and the way, um, been all, we've been working on our show, I guess the past six weeks, something like that. Um, I walk out of practice, like I walk out of practice with that same feeling that I used to get, you know, that, that same kind of, you know, you get a little cocky, you get a little <laughs> confident, you know, and like, you know, you, you worked real hard your whole life at this point, we've all worked real hard our whole lives and, um, you know, on what we do and, and to come together now and have it, you know, it's just, it's, it, it fits like a glove, you know, and it, it, it feels like, you know, we could take over the world. You know, you walk out of practice like, wow, I'm, I'm not a nobody. <laughs> you know, it feels so good <laughs> yeah. to walk out of there. Everybody's in sync, you know, I'm walking in with Mike and it just feels, it feels wonderful. You know, it's not like the physicality, the energy and and the physical uh, endurance we still got to put out. Yeah, but I I have to agree with Dave, though. It feels like you're in a gang, and the gang can kick anyone's butt. You know what I mean? Like, like you feel like you'd be playing with Motley Crue, and you you would kick their butt. Like, you got that, just got that feel of confidence, and then, like... You're untouchable. Like you could, I mean, like stand right. You could go. You could go toe to toe with anybody on stage. You know that's yeah. that's how that's how we used to feel. You know, and yeah. we would. You know, some band would ask us to open for them, and we'd be like, "Oh my God, those guys are really good." But at the same time, it wouldn't be like we would have absolutely no fear of blowing everybody away in the audience. There would be absolutely no. We played with Eddie Money, right? As a surprise, <laughs> Vixen they bailed out, and I'll never forget this. If I could tell the story really quickly, I'll never forget this. Mike and I go out there, and we. Uh, Mike used to wear uh, uh, headphones, and uh, we never sampled or anything like that. It was a click track, so we wouldn't play too fast. You know, we tend to get excited. And next thing you know, the whole band would take off. So we would program the click track, and we'd have the different tempos, and he would just hear a click in his head. And I think half the time he shut the thing off anyway. But we're out there. We're, we go out to the stage, right? We're at some civic center in, Har- in uh, Hartford, Connecticut, I think it was. And we go out and we go to set the click track up. And I've told this story before. All we hear is this murmuring sound. And I look out and I saw more people than I've ever played for in my entire life. And I thought to myself, and he looked at me and I looked at him and we just were yep. like, holy cow. It was like right there. It made everything. It made every every bad thing that happened to me because I was in the band. You know, every sacrifice I made. It made everything worth it in that second. You know, and we got out there, and just like the five of us, we didn't flinch. People were looking at us like, "What the hell is this?" And we won them over. You know, I mean, you look at every single person standing in the front row, you know, you look them in the face and you say, this is what I'm doing. You can like it or get out. You know, that's pretty much the attitude you have. And they know you mean business and they respect that. So, and I feel like that. And I think Greg, Greg just said it too. It's like a gang. You feel like all the parts are together now. The machine has every nut and bolt it needs to go. And we're thumping now, man. I mean, it's, it's really <laughs> exciting. It's really a challenge because you got people who never saw you before, and you have you have a, you have thirty minutes to to take them and and get them into your music. So you really right. got like it's a major challenge to get them to like look at you and appreciate what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like so you really work hard for it. And especially, but in the and end, especially man, really who you're well. opening for. Yeah, I was you know, I mean, it was Eddie Money. 
You know, number one, Eddie Money. So totally, totally, you know, different crowd. You know, I guess slightly different crowd, but not expecting us because they were expecting Vixen. Right, Greg? Wasn't Vixen on that supposed to be? Yeah. Yep. And so we're coming out, you know, hair, clothes, makeup, and they're like, like Dave said, they're like, whoa, hold on a second. And we got 30 minutes, man, and give it up. When they see you're giving all, they respect that. They respect next that. Night, next night, you know who was on the side of the stage? I look over. Yep. Eddie Money's watching us the next, the next show, you know, and hanging with us, you know, talking to us and stuff. And uh, you know, Yeah, he, he was pretty cool. Yeah, nice guy. You know, but that, that's you know that's that's just how it's it, that's kind of like that that um that that mob mentality. You know, there's five of us, and you know we're going to do what we do, and we're not going to you know it's because we're playing with any money. We're not going to wear different clothing. We're not right. going to sing different songs. This is what we do, and this is what we are, and you know that's the way it is. Yeah, and the, the challenge is too like as as the different tours that we did or the different shows like opening up for. Kicks or White Lion or, or some of the other shows where it's more of our peers, we got to step up the game because we're pl- the crowd's there basically to see that headliner, and that's a whole different challenge. And then when we went on tour, and we're going all the way out to the Midwest playing to some people who some people didn't know who the hell we were. So we're there playing in Milwaukee to maybe some people have the album, but we're playing to a crowd that doesn't know who we are. It's like a, a different kind of challenge, and all those challenges I I noticed like learning from Dave and Greg. Like, you treat that crowd of maybe 20 or 30 people the same as you treat the crowd of hundreds of people, that you're looking people in the eye and winning them over and jumping on top of the table or whatever you got to do to, to, you know, get a reaction from them, you know? Yeah, some bands yeah. get it wrong. You know, if five people show up, you're not playing to five people. You're playing to everybody those people know because if you blow them away they're going to tell people and then they're going to tell people and you know that's the way it works did you guys ever have like uh you know to playing with uh one of your peers like uh, rex said did any band ever come to you guys like knowing how explosive your show is and, and ask you to tone it down good question um yeah, I don't know. We, we've had bands who are rude to us yeah and we're very yeah. friendly we had but, a lot of bands that were rude to us. But tell us to turn it, tone it down. Not that I know. I mean, not, not that we would never. Not oh, that we right. we pretty much did our thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our cover agent told us to turn it down. I mean, the, the, book, yeah, the booking <laughs> agent asked me to turn it down. Or tone it down. We didn't that, was up cover, that was cover band days. Yeah, we didn't open, yeah. when I was in the band. We didn't open up for that. We opened up for Blackfoot, Eddie Money, White Lion, Kicks. We didn't open up for that many bands, really. I can't remember. Yeah, we opened up for like. Uh, oh yeah, I guess. Who? Yes. No, I'm saying a lot of that was was before we opened up for bands before that. The Kicks was always cool to us. Oh yeah, yeah, they were always kick ass. Now, club. Now, some places we played. Did they maybe say, "Yo, guys, uh, you know, one oh, or yeah, two might have"? I remember one. Ace Fairly. He was like, "Hey, guys, you know, kind of tone it down here. You're gonna show me up." 
That's the only HBO show. That was at Pulsations, was it? When you yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I live right around the corner from there now, now it's, and it's a, they knocked it down and made it a nursing home. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Apropos. <laughs> so, now, I mean, this is coming up next uh, on, on August 26th. is the first time it's 24 years you guys are together. In 24 years' time, I mean, uh, we saw the band dissolve come back, dissolve, come back in different versions. Uh, we saw Rex go off and, you know, with uh, you know, Static X, Murder Dolls, and Dope and stuff like that. Did, did you guys ever think that you would be, like, not only in a, in a practice room playing again, but on stage playing again? No. <laughs> no. No, I mean, honestly, no. No. Absolutely not. I was not. there. Dude, I was there for their first, like, after me and Greg left the band, I went out and I was at your guys' first show you did after me and Greg left. And I was there for your first reunion show in 2002. Yeah, and at that point, I, I would say, I I would imagine, I, I, I always thought, eh, maybe, you know, I always thought about eventually reuniting, you, you know, it's, it's never, I, to me, it's never off the table. I always thought, yeah, maybe it'll happen, you know. You always, you know, Ray, you always hope for it, you know, because we did so much together, and we had so much fun, and we were, you know, we were so close. You know, right. of course, eventually you end up having your differences, and then everybody has to go their own way and do their own thing, you know, but, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, did I think, did you know I what, think what happened the original five? I could honestly tell you I really wasn't sure, but, I mean, a couple variations of it. That's easy to get. You know what I mean? That's easy. Yeah. That's easy. Plugging one or two guys in. But getting the original five back together, that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, it was the last, the, uh, we reunited in 92, 93. That was like the last two years that we, the five of us played together. But, you know, throughout those years, like I, I played in a band with Dave. I invited Dave to play in a couple bands with me, the right and the ego through the 90s. And I know then Louie played with Dave. And American Sugar Bitch, and you guys did some some other things and collaborations and stuff. So, well, I played we, with we, Dave we, and the Measles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we we joke we joke at practice. So nowadays, you know, you have one member of the band to go out. It could be like the bass player only, and he still has the name of the band. Yeah. You know, so we could do that. We could have five different bands going out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just play as us you know but then one day we could play as you know Rex could, we could be Static X or we could be Reaction whatever we want we could be the Tramps whatever we want to be you know? oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you gotta, you gotta uh, use the name you gotta, you gotta use the name like you know it's <laughs> now how about um, music wise like now, I, I know, like, through the early days of the Internet, there was, like, all type of tape trading going on, and, and I actually came across uh, some old demos of you guys uh, that never made it to the, the Rough House album. And I'm sure there's probably tons of music from going back over all your careers, whether it was T's or Rough House. Is there any chance any of that music we could see light of day or any new music you guys are going to work on? Or We, we, we had the... About, uh, uh, excuse me. We talk about... Um, stuff that was written with uh, 
without Greg and and Ra, uh, not Ra, um, Rex. What's his name? You know, we did have a couple. Uh, we did have Rick. a couple. Co- a couple good tunes written. So we brought that up at rehearsal. You know, there are a couple tunes that we would like to add um, to the set. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, there's, there's a handful of songs, even from 87, 88, that never made on the album that are good songs that, that I think still got some good good stuff going on. So, You know, Bay, there's yeah, so many CDs out there. I mean, I got I, people send used to send me CDs. And I don't know where they got. I don't. I have no idea where they got. Well, I do have an idea, but have no idea where they got the tune that we recorded. You know, I got a whole CD of probably like twenty songs that we might have just recorded, like at the Telford Inn. You know, one day while we were rehearsing or in a basement, and you know, from all of us, the five of us, and right. it's some good stuff. You know, it really is. Those, those songs like that that you find. You know, those older songs. You know, I, I, um, I've always, I, I've never stopped writing. So when I see those old songs like that, the song to me, I learned this analogy from Louie. The song is like a painting. And uh, the more you think about that, the more it is true, you know. So, you know, you, you paint with different colors and you, you paint with a different attitude. Um, and the picture reflects that. You know, just like music, you use different sounds, you use different lyrics, you use different beats, whatever you want to do to convey that. And when you take a song that's old, like, I I have difficulty with it, um, but it's not impossible. But you take a song that's old, it's like a painting that's half finished, still sitting on on the easel there, you know? And you look at it 20 years later, it's like, hmm, what would I, how do you look at that? Do you look at what would I have done 20 years ago? Or do you look at it like, what would I have done now? How do I want to finish it? Because I'm in the now, you know. Right. So it's a that's challenging, I think. That's wild. It's, it's deep, Dave. Oh, we have a lot of songs that are sitting there. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of songs that are sitting there that we can actually sharp it up and put it on on a CD. I think you should. Uh, come on. I'm waiting for it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting, to, uh, you know, 20-something years for your new music. 20, right? 24 years. <laughs> Actually, longer than that. When did, when did the Rock House album come out? This is what, 80-something? 80 88. 88. 88. So it was 30. Yeah. PT's album yeah. 85. Holy cow. Wow. <laughs> now that you're stopping and thinking about it, like, yeah, holy cow. I'm thinking Max Norman's pretty old now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, he was 34. Max Norman, what was it like working with him? I, I mean, there was a guy that worked with uh, Randy Rhodes. He had some great stories. Yeah, great stories. He, he took our song different ways, you know. Um, you know, he... He had us experiment with different rhythms and um, taught us about tempo consciousness and, you know, he uh, helped us Sound out. Sound engineering. Part. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. So- song engineering, he taught. <laughs> song engineering. But, um, yeah. you know, and, you know, I think the, I think the songs um, structurally and, and um, uh, as far as their content and uh, the instrumentation on them is pretty good. On this, on the Rough House record, I think he did a great job with that. 
So I, 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 I did uh, justify, and I'm still pissed off about justify. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like to justify demo t ten times better. Like, what can I say? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it went down the way it went down. So it's give and take, you know. Yeah. I don't did remember the difference. Everything yeah, doing but, something like uh, what Twisted Sister did when they decided uh, probably was like ten years ago or something. We re-record Stay Hungry the way it was meant to be. <clears throat> I mean, it's funny you should say that, because I just... Cheetah Chrome was... Uh, Jackie Bayman just sent us an interview about Cheetah Chrome doing uh, Young, Loud, and Snotty, the Dead Boys, you know, and, and right. re redoing the first record. I thought, hmm, interesting, because this is how we really wanted to do it, and they, they redid the record. It, so, it, you, know, you never know. Russ is the a big awesome. uh, champion to to redo the record. Yep. I was yeah. just gonna say that, Dave. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I'm I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know. You just go in and you redo it. What's the big it's deal? It's like a painting, right? You repaint the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but but it's the Rex same and I artist. We're always going back and forth. <laughs> So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll like the new songs. New songs will come out eventually. Yes, yes, I think so. I think we're uh, let's get some show yeah. under our belt. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing the 26. I'm I'm uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. It'll be it'll be like a, a huge family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was the whole uh, the the buzz at Whiskey Tango too. Was like, is Greg in the band? Like the whole crowd was like whispering that, where's Greg? What's going on? Man? So I, I think that's going to be a very exciting night on August 26th. I think so, too. Yeah. It's going to be exciting I just for hope nobody gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, we'll be re revisiting that. We always, we have a saying, we, we used to say, before we go on stage, it was, music first. So that's like, it's just a reminder, like, you know, cause it, it's crazy out there. You know, you get yourself psyched up. It's like um, takes like an hour to get ready, just to get dressed and ready, and you just get so psyched up to get out there. By the time you're out there, you're on another planet. <laughs> you know, it's 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 awesome. Bay, let me tell you again, sitting back as the drummer at rehearsal, watching the original four. Do what they used to do. Plus, I can really, I can tell you, um, goosebumps, man, goosebumps. And these guys know I'm not lying because I've already said, "Yo, man, that was awesome. You got to do that. You got to do that again." You know. So seeing these, the moves that these guys are are bringing back, and you know, adding, it's it's, it's awesome watching them from behind. It yeah, really is. Nobody's gotten hurt yet. Right? No, no, not <laughs> yet. <laughs> And we put some different things in our show and, and some newer things too. So, um, you know, with, with the addition, you know, with, with Greg coming back, you know, we, we revisited some things that we really love to do way back and, um, and we think they're going to go over well. Yeah. I mean, it's bringing, it's bringing back memories. It's bringing back a lot of good, uh, it's bringing back that, that feeling. And we hope that people will feel that when they come see us, you know, they got it, you know, we, they got it last time we played, and now it's just like stepped up, and just that chemistry we got right now, it just feels like Dave was saying, it just feels like 
you know, it sounds like a cliche, but it feels like old times, but it really, you know, the, the, the chemistry and the, the, you know, just everything between us, it reminds me, like, when I first joined the band and that excitement we had, like, back in place, you're back in your spot, and it's, you know, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go at it, dude, it's like, like let's, let's do it. Yeah, it does feel good. Yeah, it does feel yeah. good. Yeah, to get that reaction from the crowd. So the next reunion reunion thing that we're um, I'm planning is to have the Stovers in and yeah. do the rag scene <laughs> show. Yeah. I'm I was going to say like Brian and Kevin. So it's going to be it's going to be the old T show, and that's going to be the next one. And then yeah, we'll be the first set. And if they're listening <laughs> right now, if they're listening right now, hi. <laughs> and the reunion before that is when the band first started. And and if they were, if they were on right now, they can attest that I was I've been bugging them for years too. Uh, well, I was going to say, have you guys talked to them guys at all over the years, or? Rex, really, no. I talked to Brian and Kevin. Really? <laughs> Rex, yeah. no kidding. I, I mean, I wonder what they like. What do they think? Like, you know, all these years later, this band they were part of is still. I mean, not even going, but still loved. <laughs> Yeah, last time I talked to Brian, he was like, oh, that's cool, you guys, you're doing good, yeah, it's like, you know, more power to you, and I, I invited him out to the show, and he was like, oh, don't try to embarrass me and try to pull me up on stage, Rex, I don't know if I should come. <laughs> no, we're going to pull him up on stage. <laughs> well, I would never do that to you. That, that sounds we, like we, uh, I want to be pulled up on stage. We were doing a promotion with Jackie at, at, at a strip club one night, and, and Silvers were there, and we tried to do pictures with him, and they they declined. Really? Yeah. Remember that they they wouldn't post the pictures yeah. with us. Yep. Wow. I think Kevin's out in California, Rex, isn't he? No, he's in Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That ain't gonna happen. That's okay. You know. He's an he's an actor, We're, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he does acting. He does all, he does all kinds of stuff. He's he's he still does music. He's done a lot of cool things. So, in other words, what you're saying is uh, we would never see, like, maybe a Halloween show in the rags with you guys for kicks. Mm-hmm. Anything's possible, Bay. <laughs> Anything's possible. Anything you know, right there, Bay, I think it's Halloween special. Anything's possible. Yeah. I didn't think I'd be playing with these guys ever again, and, and look what happened. Right? That's what I mean. You can never say never now. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But you remember back in the day when Kiss was, like, playing without the makeup and people never thought they would put the makeup back on. Like, oh, come on. Oh, no, nope, no. Nope. That was the old Kiss. They would always say, no, no, no. We don't want to go backwards. We're moving forwards. <laughs> they haven't taken it off in 20 years, right? After yeah. they put it back on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good that's, age that's cover, too. What do you know? Yeah. Yeah. We were all random, Kiss. <laughs> we so never start, say never, Bay. Never say never, up. brother. Hey, I, 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 either way, I'm there. Rags or no rags, doesn't matter. Tease, roughhouse. <laughs> me too. Like tease, roughhouse. It gets kind of confusing. Like, what do you guys want to be called? Uh, I mean, because people call you by both names. Yeah, it's just roughhouse. It's, it's, like it's, like it's roughhouse. Yeah, it's rough house. <laughs> you know, the album. It's it's it's, it's this lineup. Obviously, this lineup is rough house. You know, 
So it's first round. Ah, lineup but this lineup one point though. Yes, this lineup was teased too at one point. You know, I, I would yeah. think of it as a first and last name. You know, like John Denver, <laughs> John Cougar. <laughs> And, you know, we were called Pantera, actually, for, like, a month back in the day. I don't know why. We, we had to we change our name. We sold too. Remember that? Yeah. So we could have three names, like John Cougar Mellencamp. What was the other name? Pantera. Before they were out, of course. I, I, remember, I remember you had a T-shirt, a Pantera T-shirt, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we sold T-shirts. And, actually, the, the real Pantera was going to sue us. <laughs> Holy shit! I never knew that one. Yep, from Texas. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if people identify whatever they identify with, you know, I mean, we're we don't have this big marketing, um, you know, this mass marketing uh, plan ahead of, at this point, and you know that's why it's like that on a Facebook page. A lot of people know Tease. A lot of people didn't know Roughhouse. You know, a lot of people know Roughhouse and learned our history. So. Right. And that's why we sell both shirts, too. There you go. You know? And, and, I mean, we have a reputation for being a great live band, and and there is a reason why we have that reputation. So so come out on the 26th and see for yourself. That's simple. See, see, see the real thing. Will we see the pink mockingbird? Sounds kind of like Gene Simmons. Wait a minute, there's actually, there's actually another tease, Roughhouse in Ohio. There's a, there's a tease, Roughhouse in Ohio band. Really? With both yeah, bands? Yeah, yeah. They, they don't do any moving or anything like that. They don't move around. In fact, they're like statues. People are knocking them down. <laughs> <laughs> the, the birds are dropping the poop Are they Confederate generals? They're, they're pulling them down right now as we speak. <laughs> right, we're gonna have to get out to Ohio. We're gonna have to travel to Ohio and play a show. Oh boy! How <laughs> going though? How's going? <laughs> cool. All right. So uh, I, I guess we can wrap it up, guys. Uh, where uh, right, August twenty sixth, the block yep. inside the Harris the block at the Club. Casino. Yep. It's uh, which. Greg is yet to be on that stage, so this is going to be uh, r- really good for Greg to. You got a lot of room to play, Greg. I, actually, I was asking those guys about that. If I knock a knock a microphone over or something like that, because seriously, I even Louis says you got to calm down, dude. But I have a hard time calming down. Like I'm wearing. I, I get hat. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put some lorazepam in his his. Uh, I'm wearing my cycle helmet. I tell you, we 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 played with. Um, kicks one time or it was funny money whatever and I smashed the guitar and Steve Whiteman's standing right there watching me and, and afterwards we I we come off the stage and he comes up and he goes you know what you're a real uh, rock and mother effort you know, I'm like he said, you know. and I was like wow what a compliment from Steve Whiteman and it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that could be the new merchandising thing you sell hard hats and on one side it could say rough hats the other side it says teasing so <laughs> it avoid flying guitars that's a good idea. That's good. <laughs> the, the tickets are at eventbrite.com. It's E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.com. You can just go in there into that website, type in Rough House or Tees, and you'll see our thing come up. And tickets are $10. $10 for the show. So 
Um, you know, it's price low. We want a lot of people to come and, and see what we got going on. Yeah, I mean, it's actually cheaper than last time, and this time you're getting the, the full five original guys. So, Is it 15 at the door? 15 yep. at the door, yeah, thanks. And 10, 10 in advance, 15 at the door. And there's a code you got to put in there? Uh, is no, I don't worry about no code. No, I mean, yeah, that was before, no Bay. I don't think you have to do that this time. Okay. Yep. Doors are at 8 o'clock, and there's two openers, Far Cry and White Trash Stars. But doors open at 8. Two very good local bands, so check them out as well. Cool, guys. Well, there we go. We'll be, uh, we'll be rocking out very shortly. Hey, thanks, Bay. Uh, thanks 20. for having us, Bay. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah Bay, thank you so much, man, for everything. This is our first interview as us five together in 24-plus years. So how about that? Yeah. <laughs> at least, you know, I, 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 I've asked Dave for years I wanted to get you guys to do a show. At least I got the full body in an interview at first. Yeah, and we'll also, like, sometime in the future, Bay, get to get a video interview going. Like, we'll all come in and, you know, do it all together. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to do. Like, I was telling Rex, my, my buddy, uh, he started, like, a, a small little video production company. And it was great. He had rented, uh, he's got like a little small office, and then he rented in the building next door uh, a second floor that he was using as a studio for stuff. And actually, the guy uh, had it sectioned off. Like one half, the guy has an actual recording studio up there. And the second half, my buddy was using for videotaping, like interviews and his little TV episode things he's doing. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that would be cool. And then I, I forgot he closed it up a few months ago. He gave it up because he wasn't using it that much. I was like, fuck. So, we'll figure something out. You hook up with Matt Porter. Matt, Matt Porter's Porter. the man. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, okay. Now the wheels are turning. Okay. Well, thank oh, you again for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Bay. Always, guys. Always. Can't wait. My, my, uh, yeah, my these dreams come true again on the 26th. Thanks, oh, brother. Cool. Uh, take you. care. Take care, guys. Right. See you, babe. Thank you. See you, babe. Bye-bye.
All right, welcome back. Tell your ready rocks. There you go. Rough house with fantasy. Before that, when we did racing, justify, can't find love, love is pain, and we kicked it off with tonight. You're going to hear all those songs, all the T songs, all the rough house songs. Saturday night, the block inside Harris Chester Casino. Get your ass down there. You don't want to miss it. You're going to see full 90-minute set, and the guys have not lost a step. Trust me, if you were there in March, it was just freaking amazing, just like going back in a time machine, minus the rags, if you remember the rags. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to thank the guys for uh, for always uh, being part of the show. Um you know, Rex for getting everything hooked up. Uh, the guys were coming on, and uh, for doing it. Bottom line, for getting back together uh, and making. Uh, I know my dreams come true again. They were always like uh, my favorite band, so I'm pretty freaking stoked when uh, whenever I get the chance to talk to them, and even more so when I get to see them. So this Saturday night, there's gonna be a lot of happy people in the Philadelphia area, especially down at Harris. You 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 go inside. And this is like you're you're hitting the slot machines, or you're hitting a over the roulette table, or whatever you may be uh, playing. You, you won. As soon as you walk in the door, you already won because you're going to see Rough House. And there's two other great bands on the show. Don't forget, opening up the show, you got White Trash Stars and Far Cry, two great local Philly bands. Um, so check them out as well. It's going to be a fun night. If you see me around, stop by, say hi, and uh, until Saturday. Stay driven, everybody. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for Totally Driven Entertainment, Totally Driven Radio, or look for myself, Bay Ragney. And uh, like I said, stay driven. See you Saturday.